Hi, everyone. It is Madeline and Megan here to introduce the second part of our interview with Mark Cronin and Lisa Lopez, the uh, creators behind Surreal Life, Rock of Love, Flavor of Love. They were really candid about kind of both the more tawdry elements of reality TV, which in their case, um, kind of their VH1 run ended when a man who had been cast on the show Megan Wants a Millionaire, his name was Ryan Jenkins. This is all after filming and production was done. He um, murdered his partner and uh, then fled and then ended up killing himself. Um, and that's kind of was the abrupt end to this uh, heyday of celebrity. But they're like willing to get into that with us. But we also learned some fun things too. Mm-hmm. So it's not all despair, <laughs> luckily. Um, <laughs> Though despairing when appropriate. It's true, as is life. For the first half of our interview, you're going to want to check out last week's episode. Uh, But please enjoy the rest of it now, and I hope you're having a happy holiday. Do you think shows like like this now could exist in 2017 in the same vein as they did back then. People continue to go back to this well a little bit. Like, uh, I think uh, Jersey Shore was an mm-hmm. example of something that was similar to the kind of thing that we did. MTV is taking you inside a shore house like you've never seen, full of the hottest, tannest, craziest guidos. They keep their hair high. It takes me about 25 minutes to do my hair. I started the freaking poof. Their muscles juiced. Pretty much I'm ripped up like Rambo. I'm hot. <laughs> and they're fist pumping all summer long. Fist pumping like champs. So don't be a hater. If uh, hating is your occupation, I probably got a full-time job for you. MTV's new series, Jersey Shore. You're looking for micro-populations. Right. You know, Rock of Love was the rocker girls, and Flavor of Love was another kind. And I think um, you still, yes, you can still go back to Mm -hmm. micro-cultures and get something interesting and entertaining out of it. It's harder these days to discover them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, they found all the swamp people and the the (laughs) the, literal swamp swamp people. We live hard. These are the people of the bayou who make no apologies. We need to catch them before something bad happens. But living, I'm the best alligator hunter in the world. Off the land, I catch you cutting my line. I'm gonna ram your boat, then I'm gonna kick your ass. You know, they've done, it's... it's yeah, they've mined a lot of the It's really hard in the industry these days to come up with the new uh, version. So the reason you don't see them is because then they would feel like they're a repeat and a rehash. Right. I don't think that it's not... It, like, I think you could <clears throat> literally do Flavor of Love again, and it would be extremely entertaining. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't... Flav. But I don't think anybody... <laughs> yeah, he's like, I please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, I think that's true. Oh, he's, had, he's had some bad publicity recently uh, that made you know, have it that he couldn't do a show like that anymore. Mm, it's the year yeah. of bad publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not yeah. really not the best yeah, year. Unfortunately. And it's, yeah, and it could definitely be, it's not It's not a very great step forward for women's rights or, yeah. or right. things like that. So it, it's That's probably, true. you know, it's probably best that we leave it where it, <laughs> yeah. where it is. I've had its moment. Yeah, it's sure. it very okay. beautifully in the past. And we've all we've all time. matured since then. Yes. We're all, we've all <laughs> moved on. It's kind of interesting, though, because, like, thinking back on the first season cast of Flavor of Love, there were a lot of, like, very normal women in it. Like, Hoops seems very stable. Oh, yeah. She does. She's very, she went on to, like, 
she like was engaged to Shaq for yes. a long time. Yep. And she's then yep. very well now. Goldie mm-hmm. seems very pleasant. She was yes. totally also cool. Lovely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so it's just like there are these people who you're like, yeah, I would. Yeah. That's a person I can imagine in real life where there's these other people, you know, who. I mean, they were there. They lived in the house. You'd get yeah. some real women, you know, that that had dreams and goals and it wasn't just about this but they right. they they wanted to try it and they were you know into Flav as as um, a musician and as someone famous and mm-hmm. you know they gave it a shot and and they remained true and real but they were living the life in the house I think it would happen to any one of us right if we moved in you know it's it's like Mark was talking about that Stockholm syndrome like mm-hmm. you just become involved in a part of it and so you play with it yeah, you know, yeah, a little bit like Hoops and Goldie did, and it's nice of you to notice that the you know the what people remember or talk about the most is the most extreme personalities, but right. they really were only a small number compared right. to you know it's you to tell a good story you have to tell you have to be have a broad story you can't yeah. just mm-hmm. you know focus mm-hmm. on a absolute idiots you know <laughs> yeah. it's, no I mean maybe you can, it's, I mean, it's it won't last more watchable. than an episode yeah. I think I think the idea was I mean these were 10 episode series right. and they did really well and they build in ratings until the finale and it was I think it was because we were telling a very complex story about people and we were revealing some truths about yeah. uh, people and uh, you can only do that if you've got a well rounded well constructed cast so yeah and I, I think now a days, because reality TV as it has been, has been around for so long that I think that people being cast on newer shows now, they already have a model yeah. to sort Absolutely. of work after. Like yeah. you, if you've grown up watching whatever, right. you know like, oh, I want to be on like this iteration of The Real Housewives. Right. Here is how right. I'm going to play it. And so it's like less. You know, it's funny. The. I'm not here to plug, but the only show I do at the moment that's like these reality shows is uh, Below Deck on we Bravo. We have some questions on that. Great <laughs> program. Here we are, living, working, and playing amongst the richest people in America. Hi, Ma. This is like bathtub confession. Anybody need a refill? Oh! Money, 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 money. We're getting to live in the palace, but um, I'm a maid. Everybody, come on. The reason I bring it up now is because it was one of the last populations yes. that doesn't know reality television. They oh. they tend yachties live on yachts and they love and boat they don't pe- have people. they don't yeah. have boat cable TV. So different. They boat don't people. have they don't I have, know some boat they don't watch much actually. television. They don't because they, they're on the boat. They're on the boat and they Doing don't stuff. they tend not to have even televisions in their room. Right. And they don't even have much time to watch. They need to focus on like the boat yeah. stuff. So when we were casting Below Honestly. Deck, they didn't really know what this was. Amazing. And so it was almost right. like a throwback producing that show because the people were like neophytes. They were just, you know, so happy to be part of the project and they just thought it'd be fun and they didn't know that, you know, oh, I'm supposed to be the bitch and I need yeah. to, yeah. you know. Right. It wasn't like that. So it was very real. It just and, naturally um, came to us like that. The natural bitches just came straight to us. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. That's, yeah, that's, I didn't even realize. I, boat people... Yeah. They have to work on the but boat. You're right. It's like to, more to active. Me, to me, authenticity, it's been very important to me the whole, my whole career. And I, I can't imagine trying to produce a show that's all fake. Mm. And so that's why I'm happy with Below Deck because it still is. Absolutely. Although now, you know, it's we think we've done it 10 times at this mm. point. Even the yachties have seen a lot of Below Deck. They're, mm. they're getting so, the gist of it. Yes. Like, yeah, yes. So, it that's hard. Second cycle, so we're like, what do we do next? Conjure up the next thing that we can possibly do yes. to break Sink the mold. The boat. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh I'm sure they will. Yeah, I mean, sure given will. what I've Don't seen. Don't give away the, the finale. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Spoiler. 
everybody. Don't give away season 20. This is actually the prequel 20. to Titanic. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. Um, nice, man. How do you guys feel about the Nick Kroll parodies of the VH1 stuff? I'm Nash Ricky. A rock and roll legend who lost his top 40 virginity with the semi-smash hit. L.A. Dele. L.A. Dele. Today, I'm going to pick a fight with a bully. <laughs> Today's bully victim is a sweet 15-year-old angel by the name of Denise. Let's meet her. You know, listen, I, I anybody parodying my stuff, I am so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, couldn't be happier. I love it. They did Saturday Night Live. Did yes, it was amazing Rock to of see love. that. When I first met Brett, I was like, oh, my God, he's the man of my dreams. And I was like, I hope he picks me. And then I was like, did someone slip something in my drink? And then I was like, where am I? And I was like, oh, yeah, we're at Brett's house. Here's why I'm going to win Brett's heart. I can do the worm, I've served jail time, I got mad skin tags, and I'm rocking one leg, bro. So which one of you bitches is coming in second? I'm down for all of it. It's, uh, bring it on. I, I think Mark and I, working for Mark for almost 10 years now, a little over 10 years, it's like these shows are our family. They yeah. really are our family. And we've worked together, we worked on these shows, we spend 20 hours Every day, I lived in the house with New York. I lived in the house with Brett Michaels. I lived in the house with Flav. I lived on the boat and below deck. You know, it's like, this is our life for two months, if not longer sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so when you see your babies, you know, on Saturday Night Live and they're making fun of us or they're talking about us or or we're in People Magazine or OK, you know, it's just, it's like— Good job, Mark. Yeah. Good job, Lisa. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, good job to our crews and all our people that work so hard, our camera operators, everyone. You know, it's like we did something super, super funny. Um, it mattered and we made people laugh mm-hmm. and we helped people out. You know, cast, we're still friends with tons of our castmates to this day, you know. Um, and so it's it's really gratifying. That's it great. really is. That is you know? great. I like that. That's yeah, thank you. Uh, we have a fan question this is about from our, our uh, deputy what? editor Kate Jerese, oh, who is, is a Kate. huge oh, nice. Below Deck fan. Okay. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. She says, "On Below Deck, where does the film crew find room to sleep?" So we good. do not. the The yacht is a 150 foot yacht, beautiful mm. yacht, but it only has you know a certain number of staterooms. Usually, I think there's usually five or six staterooms on the yacht, and we need those rooms for the charter guests. Yeah, we take one of the staterooms for ourselves instead of a garage. We live in one state. We don't live, but we put our control room in one of the staterooms. Mm-hmm. We take the bed out usually, and then we yeah. build our monitors in there and our sound equipment. And our mm-hmm. our uh, all the stuff. It's crazy how much stuff packs into that stateroom, including twenty of us during the Jesus. day. But we can't live on the yacht. Stinky. We can't <laughs> a, a. We can't ask the chef to cook for us because he has to cook for the crew of right. the boat, and he has to cook for the charter guests. So he can't feed us. Yeah, there are no beds for us on the boat. Right. So the way it works is we have a follow boat that is about half the size of the show boat. And that boat is just a feeding boat. It has a chef aboard. They turn the whole salon into a, in basically a galley. And they feed, they make about 70 meals a day for us. When lunchtime comes, we'll get in a little boat Mm -hmm. off the back of the boat and zoom over to the other boat that's probably 400 yards away, get fed. Maybe you get to go snorkeling, which is nice. That's fun. And then you come back to work in the control room. And then for sleeping, we always stay on a hub island. So for example, 
in the British Virgin Islands, we live on Tortola. Okay. And then the, the yacht might be at Virgin Gorda. And so in order to commute, we you know, we have shifts. It's normal shifts. So yeah. we'll have a morning shift, an afternoon shift, an evening shift. And all of those people commute to the location of the yacht via a boat. I love that. So it and often Lisa and I and all of our crew I have slept on have, the boat before. Have had to, yes. Well, that's happened in rare yes. cases. Lisa and I have actually had to sleep on the yacht because, especially in the early seasons when the things were we weren't sure they were under control. Mm. It doesn't happen as much now, but also regardless of the weather, regardless of the condition of the seas, regardless of anything, mm-hmm. we have to go home. Yeah. And so we, uh, Lisa and I have crossed from St. Bart's to St. Martin across vicious, vicious, vicious seas in the I rain. I mean, truly the Jesus. kind of thing where the show is wrapped, we're getting ready to go home and we say to ourselves, I don't think I want to do that again. Like, I don't think I want to yeah. like risk my life at yeah. three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning oh, in God. six foot waves. No, you know, I mean, no. it's just crazy. Yeah. You're, you're the Ernest Hemingways of reality. We really are. <laughs> we really are. Thank you for recognizing that. That's so nice of you to <laughs> say. The first and only time that'll ever be said. <laughs> um, you got the beard going. <laughs> oh, so, oh, yes, he does. Um, is that how you got your production name then? The like Little, little Wooden Boat? boat? Yeah. Little Wooden Boat is the, the, the these shows... Uh, uh, the Below Deck is produced by 51 Minds, which is the company that Chris and I founded. Mm-hmm. Um, the original company I had was called Mindless Entertainment, and that was just me and my talk shows and my game shows. And Chris had a show called uh, – had a company called 51 Pictures, which I think was his football number in high school. Nice. And when we got together to do Surreal Life – we didn't even know that that was going to be an important production. We just did it together, and we had our own ind- independent worlds separately. So we created for the accounting department a company called 51 Minds that was a combination of the two. But what happened was Surreal Life blew up, became a big hit, especially mm. when we moved it to VH1, then all those spinoffs. And so Chris and I shut down the side companies, and we just dove in on 51 Minds. That company, I eventually, Chris and I, sold to Endemol, a big conglomerate. Mm. I've come out of that contract now, and so I started Little Wooden Boat. And Little Wooden Boat uh, is just me and my Little Wooden Boat. (laughs) It's it's named after a little sailboat that I have, a little beetle cat wooden sailboat. Mm. And Yeah, sure. uh, (laughs) I'm like, boats. I love boats. Mark Mark is, uh, he's a captain now. Congratulations. Well, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Not of a little wooden, I am a captain of a little wooden boat, but I have another, a bigger boat. Papa Mark Hemingway. Yes, it's happening. But Little Wooden Boat does produce a show called Idiot Test on GSN. Very proud, okay. very proud of that show. Nice. It's going into its uh, fifth season. Dang. Yeah. Super fun show. Yeah. Well, really one fun. of the things that I read on your website was that how like mindless entertainment was named after a comment that your mom made yeah. that, this, that your TV shows <laughs> were TV. mindless. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, now, by now, you must have like bought her a house. Oh, yeah. No, my parents I, are good. They're good. They're very happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, the, at first, they were horrified because sure. you know, the, the, I went to a very expensive school, mm. and uh, they and they thought the chemical engineering thing was a good idea. And then right. when I f- bombed out of that, yeah. they were horrified. And yeah. I was working for Howard Stern, and right. you know, and TV shows get canceled constantly, and it didn't look like I was going to be a good investment. But in the end, it all worked out. So yes, I've kind of made up for that. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I have just one more question about Below Deck. And that is, so yeah, as you were saying, like the Yachty community is one that has been previously not exposed really to reality TV. Um, what else is out there, do you think? Like what other micro-populations 
would be ripe for this kind of mm. thing. Well, that's the question, isn't it? That yeah. is the question. That's the question that the network executives are all asking sure. too. Like who else who else is out there that's an interesting population? I'm thinking that, and I've got nothing. I'm is telling right? you, the Lisa Lopez show. I know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> the reality know. television. A, world. Yeah. We've we've talked about trying to do a reality show about a reality the production of a reality show. Mm. Uh, Always wanted to do that. That'd be nice. Wait for my book. My book will be coming out one day soon. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You know, there's a a, this question has come up also. What's what's the next Below Deck? Because another thing that I liked about Below Deck is it was it's kind of like the real upstairs downstairs or or the real Downton Abbey, Mm -hmm. and the idea of the servants and the millionaires is very appealing. Yeah, and the question has always come like, well, what? Okay, great, Below. Next, great. It works on a yacht. Where else right. can you do that? Like a workplace comedy. Well, they, kind, like so they've tried. They've tried in ski resorts, and they've tried. Yeah, in, yeah. That and the work thing out. is that the below deck has this unique thing in that the boat is a trap. Yep. And that they're, the boat that they're so contained. And in the other reality shows, including The Housewives and all the other shows, they don't get that same crucible right. yeah. effect. Yeah. Uh, they go crazy. Like we. <laughs> no, of course. We, You're on a boat for yeah, like. Yeah. On the, camera. Actually, yeah. A night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cabin fever is a real, a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've had it. I'm sure Mark's and, had and it. And when you fall in love on a boat, you fall in love intensely because yep. it's somebody that you're living with day and you night. You see them and you're you cannot avoid them. them. And it's yes. freaking romantic. But you're on a boat. I mean, Beautiful. You, the sunsets. Yeah. There you are. The dolphins in the background. Dolphins, all the things. The <laughs> flowing constantly. I mean, it's romantic. And they're all just pressed up against each other. Yeah. Like, you, can't even, you can't even go down a corridor without brushing up against right. somebody. Right, exactly. It's just a sexual harassment Nightmare. It, it really both, is. Boats are stressful. <laughs> and a sexual tension nightmare. Yeah, it's a sexual tension. Boats, boats are stressful. Like you said, it's, I've never thought of it that way where every episode is a bottle episode. Right. Where it's like the best episodes of reality TV tend to be like when they go on trips mm-hmm. or yeah. stuck They're somewhere stuck together. together. Right. Just like that's what you have every well, single time. My career was mostly these house shows. was mostly, right. you know, they all stuck living together. That's mm-hmm. what the surreal life was. We yeah. trapped them. We, yeah. we locked the gates. Yeah. Like we had Janice <laughs> it, it, Dickinson try to escape really? and she ran down the driveway and no and lie. like it's borderline illegal. Like these are adults. They I'm not yeah. allowed to hold them prisoner. And but sure. but I also on the other side yeah, of it, no. I, I can't really let them quit either. So I, you know, because right. I have the network's paying and I need to deliver episodes. So right. Janice was not allowed to leave. I no, locked, locked sorry, the gate Janice. And, uh, not, no. <laughs> she she was, I mean, like she like kept doing reality TV. So ultimately <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, no, she's, she's fine. fine. She's, she's fine. I'm not worried about Janice Dickinson. <laughs> Not I'm a little. I'm a little, little worried about okay, it. A little bit. <laughs> Depending. <laughs> but the the hard part about like the housewives and things is that the spell gets broken. That yeah. You, that and uh, a show that's produced like kind of on a schedule where you kind of show up mm. uh, and put the camera on the kitchen counter and wait until everybody's ready yeah. to start shooting. Like a, there's yeah. a, like a day job kind yeah, of situation. Like, right. I, I think it. It, Don't it sign creates me up for that one. <laughs> a stiffer situation, whereas our sh- on Below Deck, we we are just trying to capture yeah. as much as we can of right. the real world that they're living in. It's great. I want yeah. capsizing. I want amputated feet. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It really is. I want poop on stairs. Poop it's, on it's stairs so great. <laughs> it was so much fun to do. Sometimes I miss those shows desperately because yeah. they were so much fun. The house shows, you mean? The house shows. Yeah. That's great. Definitely. I mean, you can kind of tell watching it. Like, I don't yeah. know. Again, like the editing is always time. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. just editing like the camera great. pans can I was be really funny. I was very proud that we brought 
editing for comedy to reality television. Yeah. So brilliant. That, it had been so earnest. Like in the days when we were doing Surreal Life, it had been Survivor, which was a life and death struggle. Right, like a literal and very survival. Ser- very serious. Yeah. Not meant to be funny. I mean, yeah, there was the naked guy and there sure. was some fun stuff, but it was not <laughs> meant to be funny. And The Bachelor was very earnest and mm-hmm. very, you know, romantic. And everything on in reality television was meant to be dramatic. Right. And we were like, oh, please. And so Dumb. I think cutting for comedy was... I think it's one of our biggest contributions to the I, yeah to the art form. Definitely, I just think about like Hottie's uh, eyelash sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be glad if New York goes home tonight. I'm really tired of seeing Shrek walk around the house. She was she was Hottie. Full crazy. You thought I was kidding, but yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm you, so excited. You to know talk. your stuff. You know your stuff. She my does. favorite thing the the in the <clears throat> Hottie world, my favorite thing was when she put the chicken in the microwave. Yeah. For so was that 20 a genuine? No, she really thought because wow. it had a button it had a button for chicken yeah. and she pressed the chicken button on sure, the microwave as you and do apparently she had never gone anywhere near cooking engaged in her a life microwave or, or, engaged or a, a microwave. chicken situation no clue amazing yeah. i went to the microwave put the chicken in and there was a button that said chicken she thought the button that said chicken was to cook a whole chicken I think putting a chicken in the microwave is like the most sanitary thing to do plus it doesn't have all the extra calories from the grease Wow. On a daily basis, you'd show up to work and something like, wonderful like that would happen. Like, yeah. Just like, Whoa. like, wow, I'm so glad I came in Holy tonight. Shit. This is great. <laughs> yeah. We were t- I was talking to a- another coworker leading up to this where we were saying how Flavor of Love has like really great standout moments, but then Rock of Love is very hard because it's wall-to-wall standout Yo, moments. Jesus, yeah. it really so it's is. very hard to be like, oh, that one time. You're just yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. every just single the thing. Whole yes. show. Yeah. Just all of the show. Yes. It was great. <laughs> or when we, or, reel is just the season. <laughs> or when we did Rock of Love on buses. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was... Traveling on the road between three buses was just insane. I don't know how we pulled that off. I don't. I really don't. That sounds. That was the tawdriest of the seasons. It really was. Yeah. I mean, I think they had, like, at that point also probably gotten wind of what was. I think so. They were pushing themselves. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm not not particularly proud of that season. Yeah. I'm more proud of the first two. The first two were a lot. Really? Once we went on the road with it, it got got a little icky. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Again, it's like that cabin fever also. I mean, a bus is somehow worse than a boat, though, I think. It, well, it's a lot worse. Well, I don't know. Right? Maybe? Well, we live on the boat when we're working. We live in that one room that's closed off to just the producers right. and the crew. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it is, it is really uncomfortable. Yeah. It is so uncomfortable. First of all, think about it. You come in, you're in your shorts in the daytime because it's hot as hell wherever yeah. you're shooting. Yeah. yeah. And we're all in there together, sometimes 20 bodies, sometimes mm-hmm. more, packed in like sardines. Uh, we eat together out of styrofoam. We sit on the floor together. We, I mean, it's, it's, we are together so close that, I mean, I think that's how we got married. That's how we got married. Yeah, you're like, wow. Well, yeah. like, oh my God. I wake up to you every morning. Let's just do this finally. Yeah. You like can't wake up not to you. He's like, okay, fine. It's happening. Done. Oh, that's so romantic. That's nice. That's yeah. sweet. I love that story. That's a good one. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep it simple. Uh, I'm making the promo. 
Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros, two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav bros. Good job. So this is sort of a slightly dark turn that we don't have to dwell on. But <laughs> do it, I love dark. <laughs> so like kind of the run of this, these VH1 reality shows ended pretty violently and darkly with Ryan Jenkins on yeah. Megan Wants a Millionaire. Yeah. Jenkins is accused of murdering the 28-year-old Las Vegas bikini model he married only in March. Her body was found Saturday stuffed into a suitcase just hours after she was last seen with Jenkins. The fingers... And teeth were removed. (laughs) Her family broke down hearing the description. (laughs) Jenkins already has a criminal conviction for domestic abuse in Canada and was arrested this year in Las Vegas, where he's accused of punching his now dead wife. But on the VH1 reality show, Megan Wants a Millionaire, he was the smooth-talking bachelor. I decided to appeal to all your senses. And so I'd be interested about how that affected both of you personally and emotionally, and also how that affected your casting process, if it did. There's nothing about that that wasn't a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, the uh, It pretty much ended that run of VH1 shows for us. VH1 disavowed any knowledge. Mm-hmm. They they acted like, how did these guys get in here? Mm-hmm. Um, and they, We've been, like, making them money for so long. <laughs> I know. And they also, they also publicly blamed us for getting them into the cast and that wasn't fair since it was their background check company that missed mm. the uh, thing. But we weren't allowed or in a position to gainsay that. We were dependent on them. They were our only customer, I believe, at the time. And they pretty much said, you're going to take the bullet for this. And not only that, we're going to have to pull the plug on the series that's starting to air, the Megan Once a Millionaire series. They only aired two or three episodes. They pulled the plug on that, and they couldn't air the season of... Um, I Love Money that he had participated in. So that was another series. So they said to us, you owe us $12 million. <gasps> oh, my God. And they said, it's your fault. You owe us $12 million. Jesus. And we're going to take it out of all the shows you're about <gasps> to do for us in the next couple of years. So they basically took the money ba- back from us. So And that was a disaster for our company. It was, of course, it was a it was a murder. A poor woman got killed. That, mm. you know, I don't even pretend to have, you know, that kind of cost. I will say that he did it after he was part of our show. Mm, The reason we're, you know, there was this issue was that he had had a prior, I guess, arrest or court case in Alberta for hitting his girlfriend. And that had been expunged, so it wasn't on the record. And so the background company never found it. So he would would have been disqualified from the cast had we known that. But they never found it. And so, but TMZ found it because TMZ sent a guy into the records office with money to find expunged 
records, which is more than we do in a background check. Right. So um, anyway, so TMZ found it, and uh, that became the worst part of the whole thing. And it affected, I think, every reality producer. I think that uh, everybody now had to go through really extreme vetting, as, as they say these days. As they do. Uh, our shows, after that happened, uh, the quality of the cast went down quite a bit because we couldn't get anybody really through the system oh. that had any... Got anything it. interesting about them. It's funny right. when you're when you're trying to cast a reality show, you want crazy people. You want like a little yeah. unsavory. But they Nothing have to be like the, crazy. just right. the perfect amount of crazy. Like they have like, to be ha-ha safe. Crazy. Right. Right. Ha-ha crazy, crazy, but not dangerous. Safe yes. crazy. Exactly. Right. Right. Safe crazy. And safe crazy is not that easy to it's quantify. A they have to be yeah. like crazy it's, enough where they'll like drink a shot out of another contestant's oh, vagina. Oh, Jesus. I looked to the side and there was this raunchy, raunchy, skunky girl. Gia. In Portuguese, we call it perereca. We do not serve shots from the perereca. It's just nasty. We don't do that. Maybe in America, that's how the girls do, but I call that nasty. Right, right, right. But they would, like, kill But you got to know that yeah. a person who Saw would that. do that wouldn't be so She's crazy that they would... like, hurt somebody. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a very exact science, this predict... Yeah. You know, you're trying to predict behavior. Of course. Yes. It was a very bad thing. I mean, and mm-hmm. it's... Not to brush it aside, but this is also a thing that is not exclusive to this reality show. Like, there has been a lot... It's been interesting, like, as reality TV has evolved every now and then when, like, the worst parts of real life enter. Yeah. uh, And just sort of that jolt of, oh, it's a (laughs) real people. I guess it's it's something that could be said for any, you know, type of work environment. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it it happens. There's that one person, you know, sometimes. And... uh, The Um, thing about reality television is that different than scripted television where everybody working on a scripted television show is a professional. Yeah. And they have an agent and they maybe they're going to throw a little (laughs) temper tantrum and they don't want to come out of their their trailer. But you get their agent on the phone and they'll come out. And then everybody on the set is professional and it's done during normal work hours. And everybody's sober. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In a reality show... They're not professionals of any real type, and they're drunk, and it's three <laughs> yep. in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're and exhausted. You can't trust them. They're real people, and right. they're real people who don't have any stake in the industry. So it's not like like an actor doesn't punch another actor unless it's in the script right. because they would like to keep working. Sure. Right. But in a reality show, they're not even sure if they're not supposed to punch another Yeah, they're person. like, I don't know. You know do like, I do maybe they want me this to. Is I'm, fine. It's I'll good just TV. Do it. I've seen punching on TV right. and I'm going to punch this guy. Right. And <laughs> and so you can't as a producer, your liability for their behavior and what they choose to do in a moment of extremis mm. is it's scary. It's scary for the producer. It's scary for me. I mean, I've gotten lots of those three in the morning phone calls. Lisa's, I, I Lisa's actually, been injured on set. Oh, um, nice. When I started off with Mark and for Mark and, and Chris Brego, I would do, uh, I was their talent manager. Mm. I gave myself a title and I went out on the floor and I was like, these people need some wrangling. They need, they need a mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can be the mom hidden away, and when things get out of control, mm-hmm. well, you know, when your mom yells at you or she takes her chonkla off and she's ready to get you, that you settle <laughs> yeah. down, right? Yes. Yes. So that was my job was to settle the house down and then get going again. And, yes, I have been injured, I think, uh, maybe three times on three different shows. One injury was so bad that uh, I was in the hospital, and they told me they were going to take my left foot amputation. <gasps> what? So what happened was we, had, we did an episode where we brought in the— <laughs> It was on I Love New York. I Love New York. And the, we brought in the ex-girlfriends of the guys in the house. Oh. So, and then that, right. I have your exes here today. 
now. I feel so much better when this day's over. I'm in the house to win this girl's heart. I don't need an ex-girlfriend here right now. So I can find out some dirt on you guys, because these girls are going to be honest with me and my mom. My therapist says you can always tell a man where he's going from where he's been. So let's get started. Yo, Crystal! So they were <laughs> So it was a mess. That's and amazing. it was almost yeah. a riot. I and can't unbutton no, they, my collar, but if I could, I, I <laughs> they did. They, they started they started to somewhat riot a little bit. They got a little, you know, wound up with with Tiff, with New York. And, uh, you know, she, like I said, she's a little wild. And yeah. she was like, didn't really get what was going on, but she kind of got that they were getting upset with her. So she decided to just leave. She walked sure. out of the house. And I was out there, you know, pacing. It's 3 a.m., having a smoke, you know, good producer work out there. <laughs> yep. And I was like, where are you going? What are you doing? She's like, I'm done. This is over. I'm not doing this anymore, Lopez. You know, this is too crazy. I want to go home to my house. And I'm like, you're not. You're going to go back to work. Everything's going to be cool. Don't worry. And I'm thinking, and I know her. I know her very well. We have a, a long history of friendship together. And I'm like, she's going to run. She's a Ooh. runner. I got a runner tonight. Oh my God. So I decided that I would get my AD and my second AD and say to them, if she runs, I need you to get her, put her in the trailer across the way until I can settle down the house and get the EPs to come out here and we'll have a meeting. We'll, we'll work this thing out. Lo and behold, she starts to run. Yeah. They grab her. It's working. Everything's going picture perfect. No pun intended. My shoe <laughs> flies off. Oh, as no. my shoe flies off, as I'm going towards her, she bursts out of the grip of the ADs and comes down with her five-inch stiletto heel <gasps> between my big toe and my <gasps> second toe in the fleshy part of my foot. Fuck. And uh, Like a gunshot right And that was foot. it. I knew nothing oh for hours because my adrenaline, you know, was going from working. I'm tired. I've, I've got got to get her back in the house. And anyway, as long as story a stiletto short, injury. Yeah. she stabbed yeah. you in the to- between your yeah. two toes. She stomped with a through stiletto. Her foot. Yeah. I still have and it was a dirty stiletto, today. so oh, it got it got yes. infected. And all of that. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I got a MRSA. I was in the hospital for a week. Oh, then they wanted to my take my foot. God. Here's the funniest part of yes. this whole because there is a funny there okay. is a silver lining. Great. So she did this and then. Uh, and then she came to our wedding. <laughs> she was a guest at our wedding. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's, she a a nice, that's a nice coda to that story. That you know, was I that love harrowing them. tale. Yeah. My God. She's See, she's one of the special ones. Yeah. There's yeah. your reality show. I know. It's I like know. the most they dangerous did it. They made career. One. They made it. That I think that uh, reality show. Uh, What's well, not a reality show? The scripted show. the scripted show. show. Oh, unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. oh, yeah. My yeah. friends would call me up years ago and they're like, I can't believe they made a reality show about you or a TV show about you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I finally saw it. I was like, oh my God. What do you think of Unreal? I think it's, uh, there's a lot Unreal. of it. Lo- <laughs> I mean, you know, the, every production is different and that's based more on the way The Bachelor produces their show. Yes. Yeah. But there are definitely similarities with yeah. the, yes, absolutely. The, the way that cast members are produced by producers mm, is yeah. uh, similar. We Our strategy was always that we would, you know, Typically, you'd have a bad girl and a good girl up near the end of the finale. Yeah. And we'd have one producer whose job it was to produce the bad girl and one producer whose job it was to produce the good girl. Mm-hmm. And their job was to make both of them think they were about to win Ooh. or make both of them think they were about to lose right. or whatever it was right. to make sh- – and then to, and and the producers would actually have their own little competition to see if they could get their girl to actually be the winner of oh the God. show. And so it became a producer's competition <laughs> oh behind the scenes to see who would get the winner, be the producer winner. I think Brett's best choice was Amber. 
Yes. That seemed like the best Sweet. fit for him. Very okay. Yeah, good fit for him. Or ombre, as I like to call yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> she spells it A-M-B-R-E. Yes, that's exactly how she it's does. spelled. That's just how it's spelled. An alternate spelling. So share with us one of your most harrowing experiences. You know, we're always at risk of... Uh, them going crazy and and starting to fight each other mm. and physically hurting each other. And uh, it's, you know, we try to dis- we have a little speech about how you're not allowed to hit anybody in the show before you start filming. And then we even say, not only are you not allowed to hit anybody, you're not allowed to get up in somebody's face and try to get them to hit you. Um, and the punishment is that you could be thrown off the show. Yeah, et cetera, lacy. Et cetera. And, uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> and I think this, the, the, the worst... <laughs> Ah, ah. There, there was a. This is it's terrible for me too. to talk about the worst <laughs> aspect of my shows, but there was one version of it was funny when Pumpkin spit on New oh, York. Oh my fucking god! It was, was it ever? It was kind of funny. Get her out of here! Actually, I can stop this shit. Yeah, do it! Slap me, bitch! You motherfucking whore! You motherfucker! Put your motherfucking hands on me! Did you see that bitch fucking spit in my? Bitch, I would take you out because I'm staying in the house and you're eliminated. You're going to spit in my fucking hair. But then when it happened on uh, I Love New York, I forget, Mr. Why, somebody spit, one a guy spit on another TaylorMade. guy. It was Mr. Wise spitting on TaylorMade. Okay, that was different because that was going to be, the guy basically was saying, I can't be shown to have been spit on without actually killing the guy because I have street cred. And if somebody spits oh. on you in the hood, sure. you must then kill them. That's right. apparently like the code. I didn't like wasn't a, aware of the also code. Also was not aware until also, yeah. just now. Just like, now you know. So don't spit you. on anybody yeah. in the hood. I'll try not to just, just say that's just a symptom <laughs> of toxic like right. But especially not, not in the, yeah. especially not in the hood. Okay. Because then the code gotcha. of the hood is that you must now be killed. Sure. So that... Trying to convince that guy that he was not, it was not necessary to kill the other guy. And I was not sure that I had succeeded in uh-huh. convincing him of that. And that, for me personally, was one of the scariest things we've ever had to deal with. Midget Max not scared that I would, you. <laughs> not that I would personally go in and do it. We would. Right. Some right. Yeah. Somewhat dispatch someone, someone to yeah. handle yeah. Lisa, get in there. <laughs> yeah, Lisa, Lisa, go yeah, break, right. up that, break up that Take tight, Take Midget Lisa. Mac and tailor made and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way, sir. <laughs> Oh my god. No truly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> favorite cast member, favorite moment of all your shows. Favorite cast member of all my shows. You know, I guess I I may actually combine them into the one answer which is uh Vern Troyer is I just love that little guy. He's 2 foot 3. And he's a little pain in the ass, and he's really funny, and he gets drunk easily and peed in the corner in uh, The Surreal Life, and it was one of my favorite moments of all time. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. He was driving around on his pride scooter naked. I remember that. I can't think about this anymore. he he just decided to pee in the corner, and they they said, Vern, you're peeing. He said, for anyone who used the bathroom, said, this is the bathroom. <laughs> Mini-Me is in the damn corner on his scooter, butt-ass naked. Peeing. Hi. 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 Hi.
And he was ashamed the next day when he sobered up and he was like, I can't believe that. I can't, I'm leaving the show. And I said, you know, Vern, that's one of the most rock and roll moments of all. Like, yeah. if, if, You just if, pissed if, on the floor. Right. Yeah. If, if, if yeah. Steve Tyler had run around naked and peed in the corner, everybody would be like, yeah! Exactly. <laughs> They'd make rock t-shirts. They'd make so t-shirts. <laughs> that was your rock and roll moment, man. That was amazing. I remember and, uh, that. And I just, lo- I thought, like, I, I don't know. I just love everything Vern does. Yeah. That's I, I'm bowled over by that answer, which is Me thrilling. too. I was honestly just, was not expecting that and really enjoyed it. Awesome. <laughs> that was a wonderful answer. Lisa, um, your favorite. You know, I've been a part of all of them. I've spent so much time with all of them. I really, I love New York. She is one of my dearest friends. I really uh, love, I love Hannah from Below Deck. Mm. Hannah's lovely. She's, you know, she's a hard one to crack through. But when you get when you get in there, it's pretty good. It's worth it. Yeah, it's worth <laughs> it. It's super worth it. As a girlfriend, you know, yeah. she's yeah. fun. That man has a damn good body for 41. And is there really anything better than a 41-year-old in a 21-year-old's body with a 7-year-old's bank account? There you go. <laughs> yes. Um, and then um, my dear departed... Um, Ahmad and, uh, you know, Real Enchants, yeah. uh, they meant a lot to me. Those were like, those were my boys. Those were my 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 sons, kind of. You know, they'd call me mom every oh day gosh. and every night. Yep. Mama Lisa, Mama Lopez, all of mm, them. That's so sweet. They're all my kids. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you two have any final thoughts or, you know, something you want to share? Well, no, this has really been fun. You guys really, uh, you know, asked great questions about uh, the truth behind the reality. I mean, yeah, yeah. the reality behind the truth. Thank you. Thank you for wonderful. being so interested in my wonderful partner here. He tr- <laughs> No, honestly, truly, I, I, I started off as a makeup artist years ago, mm. and I met Mark. Well, we've been married eight years, so we've known each other about 13 years. And when I met him, I was like, becoming a producer is everything. Like, he's so on his game and yeah. learned so much that, you know, years later, it's like after all these shows, so many shows, it's just been so much fun. To bring so it full, educated. To bring it full circle, though, um, I like to say that the I started on the Howard Stern show, mm. and I really believe that Howard was the first to do celeb reality because yeah. his specialty is taking a celebrity and putting them off balance or getting to a real place with a celebrity yeah. rather than treating them like you know a pub, you know a publicist controlled anecdote machine. Right. And so uh, on his Channel 9 show, I learned that you could c- crack a celebrity up and it's it's fun. It's to get them out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. or or throw them into a sketch that they don't know anything about. And and I learned a lot from him about that, about trying to get to a real place regardless, whether it's a celebrity or whether it's a person with a speech impediment <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> it's like, it's fun. Real people are fun and yeah. that you can really show some truth about all of us by highlighting, uh, you know, people in, in a real situation. Like regular people. And I, I learned a lot from him all the way back then that I think carried all the way up through these celebrity shows. And it seems like he's finally getting credit for being probably the best interviewer yes. in yeah. of the past 20 And he's 20 drilling years. down on that. He's concentrating yeah. now on the interviews. His show is predominantly A-list interviews yeah. now, which is fantastic. That I, is good. I, you know, very... I think he's uh, he's a great talent. Um, yes, well, he is. and so are the both of you. Yes. You've given me so many. So, so nice. <laughs> no, we this guy. I mean, we just, we just clearly, like, you have you. a skill for juggling volatile personalities. I can't imagine where... that fucking job, honestly. I have You know, off. it's so funny because I didn't know I could do it until I did it. And now it's like all I do. And, yeah. You know, there's all I'm kinds of kids all out try. there doing it now. Yeah. I'll try it. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast, and thank you to Mark Cronin and Lisa Lopez. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Manana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>